Hi there, my name is Alex Faust, and you're listening to Conversations at the Edge. Each week, we meet with a top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses, positively impact our communities, and scale up. Good afternoon, good night, good morning, depending on what part of the world you are joining us from. My name is Alex Faust, your host of Conversations at the Edge. Ree is a seasoned brand consultant with a Fortune 500 background uh, at top global brand consultancies, including Interbrand and Siegel and Gale. Uh, And since 2011, his branding agency, Branding for the People, has delivered Fortune 500 level branding to thousands of entrepreneurs across 45 plus uh, industries and from around the world. And he just recently launched uh, his new book, which is called Your Brand Should Be Gay, Even If You're Not. Uh, I started reading and it's been great so far. It's going to be the topic of our conversation today. Um, so can you give us you know, an overview, 500 foot view about what the book is about and, and why you decided to write this? Yeah. So, but let- yeah, let's let's do this. And so I think it's worthwhile to even just even pause and check in and say, when you heard the title for the first time, your brand should be gay, even if you're not. My invitation for you is sort of just check in. Like, what was the emotional reaction when you heard that title? For some people, they might have like had a chuckle, they might have had a laugh, they might have thought, oh, wow, that's clever, or they might have piqued your curiosity, like, what do you mean by that? Or maybe some people might have been offended or uh, whatever, wherever emotional reaction you got from that title is perfect. And there's the reason for why I'm using that title. The subtitle, by the way, of the book, it's The Art and Science of Creating an Authentic Brand. I decided to write the book and I didn't want another boring business book or branding book. I wanted something that was going to teach and really expand people's awareness and understanding of what branding really is. And so every aspect of the book use a lot of the same principles. And so even the title of the book is meant is teaching through the the power of branding. It elicits an emotion. It piques curiosity. Uh, It it polarizes in some cases, or it sort of gets people to kind of say, oh, that's for me or that's not for me. And that's really where the, the power of branding is. And so I wanted to teach. And it's also about standing out and being different. Uh, and the last thing, actually, which is probably even a little bit truer for me, it's got to be authentic. <laughs> it's got to be authentic. And, and really, when I talk about the book being a branding being and creating authentic brands, is I think that's where that's what consumers are buying. That's whether it's B2B or B2C, uh, we all buy from brands that are authentic, genuine and true. And so that's that's what that's what I wanted to teach. And when you're authentic and true to your yourself as a your business uh, as a brand, then you are going to have people that are going to absolutely love what you do and be raving fans. And you're going to people that are not going to be your ideal people, and that's okay. What is your definition of branding? I think you could read it in many different areas. Um, so let's just start with that. What's your definition of branding? Yeah, I always like to start there because I, I know that there's other peers and colleagues that teach on branding and there's no right or wrong definition. I mean, Jeff Bezos is probably one of the most commonly quoted definitions or uh, of branding or, or uh, Seth Godin. And I've been trained with the three-word definition in my career. And I'm going to offer that up because it really sets the tone 
for how to think about this conversation if you're engaged in the conversation about what is branding or how can I use branding to, uh, to further what you're doing as a business. But the three-word definition that I use and I teach on, it's, it's a desired perception. And so brand is a desired perception. You technically don't own your brand. It resides in people's minds. And so therefore branding is a process. It's a process of creating, shaping that desired perception that you want in the marketplace, right? And so uh, you didn't quite ask this in this way, but I always like to say it in the same vein. Marketing often gets confused with branding uh, they actually think it's the same thing, but they're distinct. They are interrelated for sure, but they are distinct. And so branding is the process of creating a desired perception. Marketing is a tool and it's one of several tools to help create that perception, right? So marketing is a tool. So is design. So is copywriting. So is social media, uh, Right. So those are all different tools to then go back to creating the desired perception that you want. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, you know, this was actually something I wanted to bring up. So I'm glad you did. Um, yeah. I think the the roles and the positions and the people responsible oftentimes get crossed, especially in smaller companies yeah. uh, and mid-sized businesses. So can you talk to us a little bit about the relationship between marketing and branding and how small and mid-sized companies should be thinking about them and interrelating with the teams that they have. Yeah. So I always like to say, listen, particularly who business that are a bit more established, right? It always goes to getting the market because if you build a, a, if you work on marketing, of course, we know that that is designed to attract leads or prospects and ultimately customers or clients, depending if you're a service-based business or a product-based business. It's ultimately designed to accomplish that. But I always like to say that before you shout to the outside world, or more specifically, your target audiences, it would be worthwhile to first take a step back and figure out what is it that you want to communicate? What is the message that is going to resonate with that target audience how do you need to show up and, and how do you need to present yourself from a look and feel perspective so that you are going to appeal to that target audience? So what I'm really saying is that in the sequence of events, I believe that you start with your brand, then marketing. And I'll take it even further, particularly for the audiences uh, you know, of Growth Institute, it's just, it's your business, then your brand, then marketing. So you have a business strategy. Once you have your business strategy, then you apply a brand strategy as a layer that translates what you do for a living or what you sell or what you make and translate that into terms that your target customers or clients need to see it. Um, and then you can apply a marketing strategy. So FedEx, they're in the business of motors. Um, they're in the business of package delivery, but their brand is peace of mind, and so everything that they communicate in their marketing is about, you know, getting your package there on time. So you see how that flow is. So that's the first thing is that they are distinct, and then the second thing is that 
it's the putting them in the right sequence of building a brand. The brand comes before marketing. Uh, and in the book, you talk about a lot about what branding is not. And one of the things that you mention is the brand is not you, you being the entrepreneur. And so I was wondering if you could talk more about that, because I feel like I've seen that conflicting message in the past. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in many cases, we kind of learn that the CEO or the leader should kind of be this brand alongside um, the, the organization. Yeah. You know, this comes up a lot. In fact, one of the top questions that I get, and, and I'm always curious because if, if, you know, if there's questions that come up, and, but just think about it. But a lot of the question I get for entrepreneurs or visionary CEOs is that they have to build a personal brand or should they build a personal brand or should they build a company or a business brand? And the reason why I say your brand is not you, you, the individual, or you, the CEO, <clears throat> it goes back to how I'm defining brand. So brand is a desired perception. If you think about it on a, on a macro level, what's the desired perception or the space that you want to, in the space that you want to own? Um, in my mind, there's one brand and then there's different expressions of that same brand. So what do I mean by this? So let, let's just use... Richard Branson, which is a classical example, right, of a personal brand, but also Richard Branson, the founder of Virgin, right? But also all of the other different businesses that he gets involved in. The brand, in my perception, is about being a trailblazer. It's about pioneering. And so the brand is some stance of trailblazing and pioneering, and then Richard Branson is an extension of that, an expression of that. All the different businesses are expressions of that. And so I think it, uh, it's a bit more powerful when you can latch on, in my opinion, on a brand that's this higher order uh, concept that gets expressed in different ways. And the reason I also say that too is because it's really helpful for people who think they should build a personal brand. Not everyone wants to be a personal brand, nor not everyone is really set up to, to be a personal brand. Not everyone likes to be in the spotlight. Um, and so there's some nuances there when it comes to that. So the reason why I like to advise people is like, don't have the brand be about you. You can certainly be an extension of the brand, but build a brand that is, that is a stand in the marketplace that is committed to something that is that is uh, that has a purpose in the marketplace, and then create layers and extensions based on that purpose. Because you talk a lot about the authenticity of a brand, and so for the leaders here, is there a stress test that you know maybe we can apply to our own businesses to to make sure that we are being authentic and we are not just authentic for ourselves, but coming off as authentic to uh, to our prospects and our clients. Yeah, there's a couple of different ways you could do it, depending on your appetite for uh, research, <laughs> um, qualitative or quantitative. But let me first give a framework. Um, I'm going to build on some of the words that I've defined. I'm big on defining my terms. Like as a branding strategist, I don't just throw a bunch of jargon in front of you guys. I'm really big on really having clear definitions of these tools. So if I talk about brand being a desired perception in the marketplace, a stress test on the other side of that is um, are you actually achieving that perception that you desire? Uh, And secondarily, 
Is that how the company perceives itself? So let me give you on a very tactical example, if you wanted to qualitatively do a stress test, is our brand, you say, insert our brand stands for X, Y, Z, you know, like these three personality characteristics, innovative, fun, edgy. I'm just making it up, right, to get my point across. What you want to do is that you want to find out, is that the perception that is landing, whether it's with your prospects or clients or customers, is that the perception based on all of your communications that you're getting back because of everything that you're saying and doing? And then the second stress test is asked internally, are we? Are we edgy? Are we fun? Right? So it's a very oversimplified way of doing it in a very qualified doing qualified way. There's more advanced ways to kind of measure uh, brand authenticity, but um, I just want to offer that as a, as a way of thinking about that frame of desired perception, actual perception, and self-perception. Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates, or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again, and see you next time.